the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, radio family. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Due to the COVID crisis, our already crazy schedules have shot through the roof. But in particular, please pray for pastors and church staffs as we navigate through this incredibly difficult season. You know, our government has pledged to graciously support many businesses in this crisis, but churches are are largely on our own. And if we don't support God's voice in our communities, no one else will. So don't forget your local church. Lastly, I want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and my Bible says he will keep you as the apple of his eye. There's nothing ahead of you that's bigger than the God that lives on the inside of you. In times like these, it's really vital that we keep our hearts full of God's Word. So if you want to hear faith-filled messages or get a copy of me reading through all the healing scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, go to gracechurchva.org for free downloads. I love you, and our only goal is to help keep you strong. God bless you. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. You were made to think big, do big, big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness Live a life bigger than yourself Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer We are so glad that you joined us today We believe that the truth of God's word will empower you to live a life so big That it impacts everyone and everything around you As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. We're going to get moved. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we're going to learn today and grow. Speak to our hearts, and we give you all the honor for what you accomplish. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Acts 27 and verse 9. If you're familiar with the book of Acts, Paul has already appealed to Caesar. The Romans were going to beat him, and he said, No, 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 I'm a Roman. You can't do that. And at some point, You do have to put your foot down, and uh, these guys did take whippings and kept ticking, but but it was was just getting a little bit too out of hand. He said, no, you know what? I'm going to use the law this time, and I'm going to go to court, and I'm going to appeal to Caesar. So he's about to to, uh, uh, meet Caesar, and actually when he appeals his case, he's going to share the gospel with Caesar. But we're in Acts 27 and verse 9. Since much time had passed... And the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast. Now, the fast here uh, speaking of is the Day of Atonement, which happened late in September. So what we're about to read about happened either very, very late in September or early October. My guess is early October. It says here, the fast was already over. That's the Day of Atonement. And we know what time that was. And anybody, by the way, who knew anything about the Mediterranean Sea or sailing uh, at this particular time in history, and it's still pretty much the same today, um, 
that time of year, the cold and the warm weather, the warm currents, forgive me, would collide. And storms could be sudden and extremely, extremely dangerous, particularly when you were, um, you know, moving about in these old rickety ships and, and sailboats. So uh, it was a very, very dangerous time of year. Paul knew it, but he also knew something by the Spirit. Let's take a look. Paul advised them saying, sirs, I what? Perceive. What did he say? Perceive. He did not say God told him, but he what? Perceived. Sometimes it's that still small voice deep down inside. The reality is the Bible said God lives in my heart or my spirit, not in my brain. Meaning God doesn't always have to appeal to my reason. Sometimes apart from the facts I don't know, I I really don't have a reason, but just deep down inside, I know, you know what? That's not the right thing to do. If I go that way, there's going to be trouble. How many of you have ever had that that experience? Yet Paul's having that same experience. God lives on the inside of me, and he doesn't have to give me a rationale. All he has to do is say, stop. All he has to do is give me a sense of danger, and that ought to be enough. Does that make sense? When your body hurts, does it give you a rational argument for why your body hurts? No. You just feel pain. And pain is the indicator that something's going wrong in your body. And the Bible says that we're to let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And the peace of God is also an indicator of whether or not we're going in the right or the wrong direction. Meaning, when I lose my peace, I know that I'm starting to move in the wrong, I may, wrong direction. I may not understand why. I may not, might, might not understand the facts. But you know what? People who, you know what? They, they look nice on the surface, but deep down inside, I didn't have peace. Every time I disobeyed that thing going on deep down inside, the place where God lives, I live to regret it. How many of you have been in the same boat? Yeah. Well, he said, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and what? Much loss. Paul was a prisoner, but this did not stop God from guiding him. And our our spiritual gifts should not be limited to our circumstances or to the church building. If you, pay attention here. If you are only prophetic around like-minded people, you are not prophetic. You are pathetic. You hear me? <laughs> Genuine prophecy operates and functions best in real life. God is the God of the universe, not just Sunday mornings. We need to hear God on our jobs. We need to hear God sometimes we go into a store and, and, and some stores we need to avoid circumstances we need to avoid, etc. Here... It says here, I perceive. In other words, I didn't hear, thus saith the Lord, but I've been walking with him long enough that something's not right. And he felt it strong enough to communicate it. Verse 11. He said, there will be injury and much loss, not only to the cargo and the ship, but also our what? Lives. Paul's a tent maker, but what is he doing? Advising the sea captain or the boat owner. Who does Paul think he is? Let me tell you something. Those who hear and obey God will eventually find themselves in authority. That's just the truth. I don't care how much education you have. I don't care the title you have. That person that hears God puts you immediately at a disadvantage because the wisdom of the universe is at their beck and call and giving them directions. Are you hearing me? So here, Paul, this is not his background, but right now he's the wisest man in the Room. I used to be intimidated by doctors, bankers, etc., until I realized, you know what? God's a better banker, a better doctor, you hear what I'm saying? A better lawyer. And I've learned, you know what? They, they have advice, pay attention to their advice. That's why we pay you the big dollars. But ultimately, if I have to choose between the, the lawyer and God, who am I going to choose? God, he's right all the time. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter. All right. Let's, let's go up to 11. 
But the centurion paid more attention. More what? Okay. You may hear me today. And I'm glad about that. But if you pay more attention (laughs) to your doctor, your lawyer, you hear what I'm saying? Then what the word of God says today, you're going to find yourself in the same trouble as this group of people. And because the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than what Paul said. Doesn't that sound like us? Now, we pay attention sometimes to everybody else except God. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, meaning it was inconvenient. But when you put convenience over obedience, you will always land in trouble. That's something y'all need to write down. I know you got quiet on that point, but that's something you need to really write down. The majority decided to put out to sea. You see, in the United States of America, our motto is we the what? People. But the kingdom of heaven does not operate that way. God told the children of Israel to enter into the promised land. So Moses sent out a reconnaissance team, 12 leaders. And he said, listen, I want you to go tell me what the land is like so we can plan our strategy on how to conquer. They went into the land and what happened? 10 came back with the Bible said an evil report. Two came back believing and trusting in God. Two out of 10 is about 16%. So According to that passage of scripture, that was the popularity rating of God's voice in the land. Now, a lot of folks say, well, well now everybody that's saying it, no, 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 God's not, this is not a popularity contest. God is a king and he's not changing his truth with, with up and down and the vicissitudes of opinions. God is God all by himself and what he decrees will stand no matter what people say, don't say, what they think about it, don't think about it. Last I checked, God is still God. Amen. Well, his captors, Paul's captors, decided to put out a sea anyway. On the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing both southwest west, and northwest, and spend the what? Winter there. Here's the deal. They were willing to gamble. But here's a little bit of advice. You know, I, you know, I'm not yet 70, 80 years old, but I've lived long enough to learn some things. If you're going to gamble, don't bet against God's servant. I mean, if you're going to take a risk, don't take the risk against God. Take a risk doing what God has instructed you to do. Just a little advice. Now, when the, pay attention here, when the south wind blew gently, oh, there's no storm. Oh, oh the prophet you know, Paul, you think you know God. Honestly, there's no indication of a storm. The wind blows what? Gently. And they suppose, this is what the scripture says, that they had obtained their what? Purpose. See, often we're not looking for the truth. We're looking for someone to confirm the decisions we've already made. You see, any wind is a confirmation to a made-up mind. Once again, I've been doing this for a few years. Too often, people don't really want input. They don't really want advice. They just want me to get on their side and confirm what they want to do and get mad at me if I say otherwise. It's rarely someone comes into my office saying, Pastor, really tell me what you think about this. Because I want, no, no, no. They come with an argument. They come saying, I talked to him, talked to her. This is what we think. 
And this was the approach of these folks on the ship. They weighed anchor and they sailed for Crete and they, they were moving close to the, the shore. Now they heard the prophet and, and they recognized, you know, that, that this was a dangerous time of year as well. So they were playing it cautious, but you will never outsmart God. I don't care how safe you try to make the sex. Let me stop right there. I don't care how cautious you're trying to be. If you're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time with the wrong person, there's going to be some consequences. This is not going to be an amen morning, I can tell. But soon, see, now first little gentle went, oh, you know, mama and them were wrong, bishop and them were wrong, this is working out just fine, you know, ain't no problems, so time will tell. But soon, a tempestuous wind called the Northeast, I mean, this wind had a label, this, this, was, this was a twister, this was a, a, whatever, it's a big word starting with E-U, I don't, I don't do weather, but the point is, it, it was a, a tornado type situation began to, to beat down on their boat. The Bible said it struck down from the land. Did you notice at the beginning it said, but what? Soon. Let's hear from the scriptures, Hebrew 11 and verse uh, 25. Hebrews 11 and verse 25. He's talking about Moses here. He said, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God. I'd rather be in a prison. I'd rather be in the desert. I'd rather be in some backwood country in the will of God than to be in a king's palace with, with all of the trappings that come with it than be outside God's will. Moses made a choice. Many of us, when we, we have a choice, you know what God's saying. But you know some of the pleasantries being offered. When push comes to shove, you take the pleasantries instead of obedience to God. And because of it, you never have that experience that Moses had on the backside of the desert. It took 40 years to get there. It doesn't just happen overnight where he had an encounter with God and then God used him uh, because he was obedient to bring the children of Israel out of bondage. He said, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the what? Fleeting. What do we see there? What's that word fleeting mean? Brief. I mean, it's just for a little while. The, the King James Version said for a season. But what do we know about seasons, particularly here in the Northeast? Every season changes or comes to an end. Then to enjoy the fleeting what? Pleasures of what? Sin, I'd be lying if I told you sin was not fun at first. Scripture says sin is what? Pleasurable. But here's what I know. Crack is enjoyable until the high is over. And you got to live with what you did. Burglary was fun and exciting until you broke into that house who had a gun on her. You hear what I'm saying? Sin is pleasurable till you have to deal with the consequences. Ripping and running with everybody's daughter was fun until we were taking the morning after. Until we were having surgical, you hear what I'm saying? Till I got stuff on my body the doctor couldn't get rid of. Everybody hear what I'm saying? And then I had to call on God. It's like, well, if you would have listened to me the first, but he kind, you know, he didn't even bring it up. He said, Derek, you know, I got you. 
Acts 27, 14. Acts 27, 14. But soon, first a gentle wind. Just see me out. God's, oh, they were wrong. This, this, this is going to work out just fine. But soon, a tempestuous wind called the North. He struck down from the land. And when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. At first, they were sailing along. That's the way it starts, man. You know, you, you know what mama said? You know what the Bible said? You know what bishop said? You, you know what conscience says? But you know what? You say, I'm going to try it anyway. And then you find out it's not so bad. Lightning didn't strike. The ground didn't open up and swallow me. You know what? It's not so bad. At first, you're sailing along. But then after a while, you find yourself no longer sailing, but being what? Driven. You see, at first you intended to kind of just manage this thing. I'll let the devil in my car, but he'll only be a passenger. But you need to know something about the devil. You let him in as a passenger, it's just a matter of time before he's going to want to drive. He will take the wheel of that car. You hear what I'm saying? Kick you to the side and take you where you don't want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. I don't even need a text for this. I'm talking from what I know. Running under the lee of a small island called Cordia, we manage with difficulty to secure the ship's lifeboat. Now, this is what happens in our life. What's the title of our message? The Anatomy of a Shipwreck. We're looking at the details of how we get shipwrecked in life. Okay, at first, you know what? It seemed to work out, but then a storm hits. So what do you do when a storm hits? Many times you go back to church, you go back to safe places trying to, you know, get some, some quick cover because you know you're, you're in danger. You're not really willing to turn around and get your life in order, but you just want some quick cover, okay? So, so here they are. They're, they're pulling in to, to, to Grace Church, First Church, Second Church, Third Church, and, 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 and the Bible said they secured the ship's what? Lifeboat. So, so they're trying to get some cover, and then they, they, they get the lifeboat right, meaning they get their, their, their eternal security secure. They come back to church for a Sunday, one Sunday now. They come back for one Sunday. They get saved. So when they die, they go into heaven. They got their lifeboat secure. But the change is not deep enough for them to turn around. Then it says, after hoisting it up, they use supports or ropes here to underguard the ship. This was a a custom. And basically, the, the team was saying, Lord, I'm still not willing to obey you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do everything within my power to make this thing work and to hold it together. How many have ever tried to hold things together in your life, in your own strength, in your own power? Yeah. It's, it's your last resort. Lord, I, I'm going to hold this together. I got this. You know what? It's, it's bad, but, but I think I, I could get through it. And, and your life is hanging together by a string. And God's watching. He's like, are you finished yet? Just let me know when you're done, because when you're done, that's when I can step in. Then fearing, they realize they can't hold this together. It's not that God's being mean. It's just that you're so stubborn. He knows what it will take to get your attention. Then fearing that they would run aground on the the sartis or the, the little sand little things there, sandbars. They lowered the what? Gear. 
Other translations said they lowered the, the sails. Ever, ever get in so deep that, you know what, you can't really stop where you're going. The best you could do is kind of slow it down, maybe. You know, you, you, you've been going too fast for too long. The deer's in the middle of the road. There's no way you're going to miss the deer. All you could do is kind of put on the brakes and not hit it as hard as you would have if you didn't. This was how deep they were into their mess. Anybody ever been this deep? I'm not talking at you. I'm talking about what I know where I've been. And don't pretend you ain't been there either. Everybody looks so pious in here. I don't know what he's talking about. Really? And thus, they're not sailing anymore. They are driven along. First, you were taking crack. Now, crack is taking you. Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the what? Cargo. Now, here's the truth. If they would have listened, this would have never happened. Every time I've made a major mistake in my life, there was something in my heart that said, you shouldn't do this. If you look back on your life, don't blame God. God was the only one telling you the right thing to do. You just wouldn't listen. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. They already took down their sails. Now they're throwing out their sails. I mean, they're they're, they're near the end of themselves. And they did it with their own hands, meaning not only is the sea against them, they've turned against themselves. And, and I mean, it's just, just, man, they're in in deep trouble. Verse 20. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. You need to reflect on the fact this is not a a modern-day cruise ship. These men and women, they, they navigated by the position of the sun and the stars. If you could not see the North Star, you didn't know what direction you were going. If you didn't see certain, uh, uh, you know, star configurations, you know, you really didn't know where you are and you, you were really lost at sea. It said, when neither sun nor stars appeared for, for how long? Many days. He said, Bishop, I know the Bible said I shouldn't be with this person or that person. You know, after all, he's an Aries and I'm a, I'm a Leo. <laughs> I've heard this type of thing now. <laughs> but then he starts going upside your head. Where's your horoscope now? We listen to every other authority except the ultimate authority and then complain about the fact we broke, we messed up in a storm, can't get out of the crisis. But if we would have listened, not trying to condemn here, but I am trying to put an emphasis on obedience. If we learn to listen, it could save us our cargo. It'll save us our ship. And we've already discovered the life, you know, ships and cargo you can, you, can, you can live without. But it was the life of every individual that was in danger on this boat here. It says here, I'm at verse what? 20? Great. It says, they were, they were out there for many days and no small tempest lay on us. All hope of our being saved was at last, what? Abandoned. They finally set up the white flag. They completely lost their way, couldn't see a way out. I want to reiterate what I said. 
Sometimes it's not that God's being mean as much as we are so stubborn. He's saying, listen, your problem is you're so strong, you won't bow. Your legs are so strong, they won't bend. And I have found in my life, my strength is often my weakness. That's why the Bible says not many strong, not many noble. Because when, 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 when you're strong in yourself, you feel like you don't need God. I wrapped up my boat well. I've, I've done everything. You know what? I'm just going to trust that what I've done will work out. But finally, they got to the place. They recognized their own strength, their own wit, their own ability, their own understanding of the sea was not going to work. Some of the greatest moments in my life was when I realized I'm not so smart. When I realized I'm not so strong. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big. There's a lot going on surrounding the coronavirus, and and while we should be cautious and use wisdom, we must fight against living in fear. In times of crisis, you know, stress can wreak havoc in our minds and bodies if we let it. Don't get me wrong, fear is a natural emotion, but through God's word, we have power to overcome it. 1 Peter 5 and 7 teaches us to give all our worries and cares to him because he cares for us. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to control your situation, but in times like this, we look to what God has put in us to overcome what's around us. And I want to encourage you to build your faith and find peace in God's Word. Go to gracechurchva.org to listen to my latest series titled, No Fear. Also, get a copy of me reading all of the healing scriptures in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a free download. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we will get through this together.